I'm Ava Hartling. Welcome to The Brand is Female. I launched this podcast so that powerful women would share their journey to unlocking their own potential, to empower others, and to inspire change. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate, and review on the podcast app of your choice. On Thursday this week, the Canadian Arts and Fashion Awards, known simply as CAFA, will host sixth annual Red Carpet Awards Gala, a unique evening that unites Canadian talent and fashion leaders from all over the world. You may have listened to our previous podcast interview with CAFA co-founder Vicky Milner, and if you haven't, I suggest you do because she is an absolutely inspiring woman. In honor of CAFA this week, I'll be showcasing a series of interviews with CAFA nominees and award winners. To mark the start of our CAFA showcase, I spoke with the one and only Judith Maria Bradley, who's nominated for Model of the Year at this year's gala. Now, what may be surprising here is that Judith is 72, and as someone recently told her, there's never been a nominee over the age of 30 in that category for Model of the Year. What is also surprising is that Judith only recently started modeling in her late 60s. But what is truly fabulous and truly inspiring is Judith's love for life. She believes that life is magic, and after speaking with her for this interview, I believe she herself is pure magic. She's never for one minute in her life followed any conventional rules, and the word conventional quite simply does not belong in her vocabulary. One would say models in their 60s and 70s are having a moment with the likes of Linda Rodin and Iris Apfel in the ranks, and Judith is definitely part of that movement. She's appeared in magazines, ad campaigns, she's a street style star with an active social media presence. But her real accomplishment is improving to the world and to women everywhere that being a woman after 40, 50, 60, and in her 70s does not mean taking a backseat and that a career, including one usually reserved to 20-somethings, is possible for anyone who dreams it. Here is my conversation with the one and only Judith Maria Bradley. You are nominated for Naborda Cafa this week on Thursday night. And I think you were just saying, uh, you were telling me a comment that someone in the committee told you, whereas we never had a, 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 a person nominated in category over, over the age of 32 30? or three. Okay. It's wild. And you are in your 70s. I am. Today. I am. And uh, you look fantastic. And you have a... And it's funny we say that because, you know, why would it be why a surprise that someone in their 70s That's look right. fantastic right. and have such great style That's and right. such great personality? I'm just, I'm just blessed with, I suppose, everybody starts out with, with good genes. Mm. But I've also worked at it. You know, when people say to me, oh, you're lucky. I go, well, yes, I suppose. But I'm also, I've also worked hard all mm-hmm. my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I was raised by wonderful parents that said, you know, you, 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 you're a soul, right? You're a soul. You come into this world and you're given, you're given a path to the, you, you eat, that become, you are what you eat. You have to be careful what you put in your body. You mm-hmm. have to love your body. Mm-hmm. All those things that are being touted now mm-hmm. were given to me 70 odd years ago mm-hmm. by wonderful parents. So I didn't have to fight against the download. You know, when I did something, I never cared what anybody thought. Mm, mm-hmm. you know? And that's probably so the secret, too. I think that might be the secret. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I knew that if my body felt all right, if I ate something or didn't eat, and I had lots of allergies, mm. if I ate something or didn't eat something, my body would tell me. Mm-hmm. Like I had 
I was, I was raised by parents that gave me complete faith. You were made here by, you were sent here by a power higher than us, and that power will take care of you. Oh, that's it's great. wonderful, isn't it? Mm. They didn't steep it in religion. Mm -hmm. I had a mother that was Catholic and a father that was Jewish. Oh, wow, okay. Right? But they didn't steep anything in religion. Mm. They taught me what was one and what was the other. Mm -hmm. And they would joke sometimes when I was little, and I'd ask a question, my mother would answer me. She'd say, well, that's my opinion. Mm. Right? She'd say, baby, that's my opinion. Mm. And she'd say, now go talk to the Jew. <laughs> you know, and when I think of them now, I think how blessed they were. Mm. But they gave me that. Mm -hmm. Because there could be a lot of confusion in a child that has two very different sort of right. approaches, mm -hmm. right? But we're all human, mm. right? My father said that a million times when I was young. We're all human. Mm. Those are wise words. Yeah. And Judith, so there's, you obviously, um, and I've, I've read interviews that you've given, you've joined the world of fashion and became this fantastic, you know, well-known and recognized model only recently. Like, like two and a half, let's see, I left, I left the nursing service. I was in, I was, uh, I worked for almost 15, 16 years mm -hmm. in working for retirement homes. It was the most worthwhile job. Mm. I learned so much about aging and about how, how people think right. when they come to the end of their life or how they're, mm. how they're you know, because the soul passes away. And what happens when the, when the soul is still active and wants to run and the body falls, mm. you know, mm. because it's tired? I learned so much. And I came to the end of that. I was about 68, 69. And, of course, there's no such word as retire. My father used to say every night before I went to bed, I'm going to retire now, Isabel. <laughs> and all that meant was I'm going to rest. I'm going to sleep. So, yeah, re so retiring my, for the evening, yeah, not for life. And I, 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 I've always had all this energy, mm. right? Enough, for, enough to go around for the whole neighborhood. The neighborhood used to put their children onto me because I had all the energy mm. to run around, you know? Mm -hmm. So what am I going to do? And I knew that I didn't exactly want a nine-to-five job again. Mm -hmm. um, my son, who's a corporate lawyer, said to me, well, you, you know, like, why would you give up a job that pays you that much money? And you, well, you just go back or whatever it was. It's like, don't, don't, like, don't try anything new at your age. You mm -hmm, know? Right. And of course, he's my son, so I just let him talk. <laughs> and he's a corporate lawyer, so who's going to go against that? So there I was, and one day, a young boy on a bicycle stopped, and he said, can I take your picture? And I said, well, okay. Mm -hmm. right? And it showed up on his Instagram. Now, mm -hmm. I wasn't even like social media, and I were not like pals, mm -hmm. right? So I thought, well, that's pretty interesting. Why would he even bother? Mm -hmm. And then that started to happen regularly. Mm -hmm. And one day, a lovely young boy was stalking me, and I go, what is going on? stalking me, following me, and every time I looked around, he was there, and I finally said, will you come over here? So he comes over and he, take, he said, I've got to take your picture. He said, there's something going on. He said, I want to enter your picture into something, but I'm not going to tell you because I'd like it to be a surprise. And I go, right. I said, we have to find, I was wearing a black coat that had a lovely white lining on it. Mm -hmm. I think I might have been wearing this hat, but I was wearing a hat. Mm -hmm. And I was going to the shoemakers to take my shoes, and I said, will you... You're going to get three shots, and then I've got to get out of here because it's almost five o'clock. Mm -hmm. 
So he puts me up against the wall, and as, he, as I put down my bags and stand there, the wind comes along mm-hmm. and blows open the coat. And I yell, take the shot. Mm. All right, so he got the shot, one shot, away he goes. And I forgot about it. Three weeks later, he phones me, he said, Judith, please don't be angry. I said, what's the matter with you? He said, your picture has just been made shot of the day by National Geographic. I said, well, you've got to be joking. I said, with camels and giraffes and hello. Exactly. A a senior woman (laughs) with her coat open, like, hello. (laughs) He said, well, it turned out really, really good, Judith. Hmm. So it sort of started there. Then one of my goddaughters said, well, will you get on it? Will you get on Instagram? Will you get on social media? I said, oh, God, I don't know that I can stand this. So she threw me on. I open up my phone, and all of a sudden, I'm honest. She said, you can do it. She Mm -hmm. said, if you don't like it, then okay, fine. Give it a try. But everybody will love you. Mm -hmm. And then as I I went along, took a couple pictures, did whatever, I thought, well, this is great, because I started to find people that I had lost track of. Of course. I found a couple of cousins in Russia that I didn't know were still there. (laughs) And it started to to become fun. Mm -hmm. It was fun. And after about three weeks or a month, I got a call from the editor of El Canada, mm-hmm. and she said, Judith, we're doing an editorial, and we need, a, we need an eccentric grandmother like you. She said, would you come and do it? Mm-hmm. I said, do I get paid? She said, yes. I said, I'm even in. better. I'm mm-hmm. in, even better. And that's really how it started. Mm-hmm. And it just had a life of its own. Right, right. But after two years of people phoning and things happening, I still kind of didn't get it mm-hmm. until I got a call from a lovely agency called Spot Six, mm-hmm. and Maddie said, I'm phoning you, he said, to uh, scout you for Adidas. He said, but when that's finished, he said, we'd like to sign you. And I thought, well, this is ridiculous. And I remember walking <laughs> into their office, and the lady who the lady who runs the company looked up, her name is Cynthia, and she's adorable. She goes, oh, look, she looks like a model. And I went, oh, come on, you guys, I'm not in. I said, you have to be 12 feet high and have a 12-inch waist. And she said, no, but you photograph so well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's really how it started. And it's been one thing after the other. Mm-hmm. Music videos, magazines, commercials. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. It's just wonderful. It absolutely is. But I think it also speaks to your, well, the, I mean, your looks, the way you carry yourself, your personality, but also your sense of style. Um, and that mm-hmm. photographer who caught you, you know, in the street yeah, right. was, you know, I, I think you could have looked like yourself, but maybe worn a different outfit, and maybe the impact would have been different. I, you know, I suppose we have to go back to those wonderful parents. Yeah. My mother sewed for her 12 brothers and sisters. Okay. My mother helped mm-hmm. raise her brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. And she sewed all my clothes and my sisters. Did she grow up in Canada? No, she came from, from Russia. Okay. She came from Russia. came to the United States as a, as a young girl. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Married my father. She was older in her life. And my sister, 16 years later, okay, wow. the doctors say to her, she was in her 40s, she, they said, Isabel, you're pregnant. She said, I can't be. It's not happening. <laughs> it's not happening. Well, I was supposed to be born in June. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to be a Gemini. Mm-hmm. A month early, I show up mm-hmm. in a little town in Saskatchewan okay. called Bianfe. Okay. So I'm, my birth certificate has well done Saskatchewan on it. and she made all my clothes she was she Mm. was a darling 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 Mm. i wish she'd always called me isabel her name was isabel Mm -hmm. and i loved her name she was so wonderful and she always had a kind answer for everything Mm. right she loved people 
I think she she would have preferred to be in a big town like New York. Right. But there she was in a small town. Life progress. Yes. Mm-hmm. And of course, my one sibling sister, being 16 years older, mm. we're very far apart. Right. Because I was just, so I always felt like I was being raised as an only child. Mm. That's but, interesting. But you know, she would say, you know, the whole world, she dressed me, mm-hmm. the whole world has to look at you. Mm-hmm. And of course, as a child, you think the whole world is the whole world, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she goes, the whole world has to look at you, mm. baby. She called me baby. She said, you have to be, you have to be presentable. Mm. She said, if nothing else, try to make them smile. Because not all people are happy. Mm. So make people smile. And so that was instilled me. So I would think maybe my mother, you know, I remember getting dressed in the morning. She let me pick out things, mm-hmm. right? If she was making me something, she'd say, do you like this baby? Or do you want red on the... Do you want red on the pocket, mm. or do you want right? She That's gave me. She gave, She involved me, or if we went shopping, she would say, "No, what do you like?" Mm. Right. And she was wonderful. So I think it comes from her. Mm-hmm. That's very sensitive. She always wore. She always Sorry. wore hat. She always mm. made me a hat, and she made me a coat. Mm. She always made me a hat. I love that. And you you're know, wearing a fantastic. And hat then right I'm now. wearing a hat. <laughs> but it's it's wonderful. I think that first five years of our life. It's very important. Mm. And it shapes who we become. That's right. Mm. That's right. We we want to become what we see because that's mm. all we know, isn't right. it? Mm-hmm. And then growing up, what did you? What were you dreaming of? So the young Ju- Judith. The young Judith, because I'm so. Well, I don't know. Would you call, would you call it motivated? I'm so focused. I didn't have a lot of dreams. Mm. I was I was more or less raised to all you have to do is get dressed and stay ready. Hmm. And the universe will provide the path. Hmm. Hmm? If you get yourself in trouble, stop for a minute hmm. and call the angels and heaven will send help. Now when you're given that at the age of four and you kind of believe it in your heart because mm-hmm. you believe that life is magic anyway. Mm-hmm. I believe that everybody thought that life, life wasn't a lot of hardship and a lot, even though, you know, times can be sad and we get sickness and everything, mm-hmm. that mostly life is magic and wonderful. Mm-hmm. You know, when I, saw, when I saw a nurse, when I saw Cinderella or any of those, I thought those had to be real stories about real people mm-hmm. somewhere. Well, I think they were because right? whoever wrote right. them was inspired by exactly. someone somewhere. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I sort of had this magical thing that whatever is supposed to happen to me mm. magically will come to me, mm. and it always did. As so, a teenager, for instance, you know, um, and because I didn't exactly trust luck or the universe to provide everything, when I would, when I started to date, for instance, mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember this. I remember this first Friday, high school. And I was, it was a big, important dance, whatever. And are we still and in Saskatchewan five, at that time? Yes. Okay. So this is a small, this is a smaller mm-hmm. community. Um, the f- five boys asked me out. Okay, so guess Lucky what? Lucky you. Lucky me. I said yes to all of them. Okay. <laughs> so guess what? So it's Friday evening, and I'm getting all dressed up, and my father goes to the, do- the doorbell ring. My father goes to the door, and he calls me, and then the doorbell goes again, and then the doorbell goes again. And there's five of them standing there. And I came downstairs and went, oh, I didn't think they'd all show up. (laughs) 
you had a backup plan. No, no, I did. In case it is. Backup plan in case. And then we all left. My father, I think, gave everybody money. My father was just ready to kill me, I think. Gave everybody money and we went off to the dance and everybody split up and we had a great time. Right. Right. But I was always like, hmm. Um, astrologically, and I, I, I follow astrology a yes. lot. I'm Taurus, okay. being born in May, mm-hmm. but I have five planets in Aries, and that's fire. Oh, I'm an Aries. Are you? Yes. Oh, how lovely. Mm-hmm. And, and that five, those five planets are in the first house of personality. Okay. So that defines so there it is. There it defines. who you are. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. The body could be dead. I'd still be out here trying to make a, <laughs> I'd still be out here trying to make a buck, okay? Mm-hmm. I'd still be here. Mm-hmm. All fired up. I love life. Mm. I absolutely love it. So as far as dreams, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that somewhere in there there were a lot of dreams. All the things that we all, we all think about. What am I going to be? And what were you thinking of in terms of either building a career or building a life at, at know, that time? What, I, what were teenager, you aspiring to? I didn't. To? Mm-hmm. I didn't. I honestly didn't. So you followed that advice of... I follow the advice of... Be ready. Trust. That's right. The stay dressed, stay dressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be, your, be yourself, mm-hmm. and the right thing will come to you. Mm-hmm. I remember my son saying to me, why don't you ever ask me what I'm going to be when I grow up? Mm-hmm. And I said, because you don't know. Mm-hmm. Right? And we really don't know. Mm-hmm. As a teenager, you're just like, ah. That's true. Like a sponge, aren't you? Yes. You're just like a sponge. We also know nothing of the options before That's us. Right. And then I fell in love. Mm-hmm. At 17. Okay. And the next thing I know, I've got a nine and a half pound baby and away I go. <laughs> right? And then from that comes divorce, careers, mm-hmm. you know, learning, learning, learning. I think the most important thing in my life, the one thing I dreamed about is I, I wanted to go to university. I never had the opportunity. Mm-hmm. But then I thought, that's not to stop me from learning. Right. So as much as I could, I knew I had to take care of the body. I've always exercised. Mm-hmm. I love horseback riding. I, right? I've taken kendo, which is uh, Japanese martial arts. Mm-hmm. Done yoga twice a day for 50 years. Oh, that's All right. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's trending. Mm. It's so good. All the things that happened in the 60s. Yes, are back now. <laughs> are back now. You know, it's, mm. really, it's really wonderful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's why I say to my friends, also my age now, remember how wonderful it was. Well, the 20-year-olds are bringing it back for mm. us. Yes. They've discovered it again. We've come full circle. We've come full circle. Mm-hmm. It's so wonderful. Mm-hmm. And what we should be giving to young people is our experience with it, times like this, and then listening to their experience. There's a lot to exchange. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I think that's true. Right? Did you have any role models? Were there any women you were looking up to, somebody who inspired uh, you? Do you know, as I, as I started to get a bit older, there were people like, well, all the movie stars, mm-hmm. because my parents took me to all the movies because they didn't want to leave me with a sitter. Okay. So I saw all the black and white movies, even if it was X-rated. Okay. I remember <laughs> I was little, and I, I heard people are going, what's that kid doing here? And I'm going, oh, I didn't see anything wrong. You're your child. You're yeah. not going to see yeah. anything. And uh, people used to laugh about it when I got older, that, you know, your parents took you to X-rated movies. Mm-hmm. But the movie stars so enthralled me. Mm. I love them because I really got into them and believed those are the real stories. Right. And right. I believe, you know, the less we knew in those days, we didn't know the gossip about. We didn't know mm. the backstory on those There people. was no internet, so, yeah. no social media. Yeah, so you looked at them and you thought they were magical mm. and wonderful. And you so admired them. And when I look at them now, I admire them even more so because 
There was no doctor in the film. Mm-hmm. When they acted, they had to act. Because mm. a black and white film took everything. Right, right, right. Right? So it was, that was a magical time to mm. watch what people sort of should be like. Mm-hmm. So in my vision, I've always sort of maybe been a 30s or 40s girl. Okay. Because okay. those were my favorite things as a child. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And I remember um, I was always in plays. I was always in drama. Mm-hmm. And I remember adjudicator coming one time from New York, and I was in a play. Um, it was an under milk. It was called Under Milkwood, and the adjudicator said, because he he gave every one of us a critique, which was really wonderful. Because if you're in a smaller place, you don't get that. Mm-hmm. He said to the parents of this young lady, I was twelve. He said, I see Bette Davis. <laughs> he said, Will you please get her into drama school? Well, that never happened. Okay. But it stayed in my heart. Right. So I think maybe by the time I hit, I don't know, 30 or 35, I thought, maybe somewhere along the line, there may be an acting something. And I always participated in, you know, mm. um, neighborhood, whatever, the right. amateur yeah. things. Amateur place. I gave speeches place. or if somebody needed mm. a speech read or something. I was always there. Mm-hmm. Once I was um, in the nursing service, I was helpful because I could write letters and 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 work with the elderly mm-hmm. to to go back to a time when they could create again and and give them comfort mm-hmm. and right because I was sort of almost their age mm-hmm. so it that was a wonderful mm-hmm. absolute wonderful learning for me mm-hmm. and you said something about that before we started the interview you said. Um, it made you very sad to see um, people in, in, in the elderly in the homes yes. not being connected to their grandkids or their, their daughters or their Absolutely. sons. You know, mm-hmm. when, when someone says to me, oh, Judith, I saw you the other day and you were, you're always with the young person. And I go, well, they're so, they're so open to learning and they talk. So they're so, it's so, there's such a good communication. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They learn from me and I learn from them. Mm-hmm. Thank heaven, you know, and, and she said, I feel sad. She said, I can't, I don't speak well to my granddaughter. Mm-hmm. I said, then work on it, sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Because it's there, she's your granddaughter. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. there doesn't have to be that huge gap. That gap, yeah. But I, I don't know, is it the download over, over decades? Mm-hmm. Is it the download that says, well, you're this sort of a person? You know, they call an older person grandma or like, what's mm-hmm. your grandma? You know, um, my grandchildren always call me grandmother, or they call me by my name. Mm-hmm. I taught my children my name before I told them I was their mother. Okay. And then when they found out I was their mother, then they were thrilled. <laughs> and I didn't know this, but for a long time, my son, when he was five and six, he'd say to his friends, he'd whisper, and finally I listened to him. He said, if you go into the kitchen, don't think anything, because Jude has powers. And I remember listening to that and thinking... How absolutely wonderful that this small child comes to this world, knows his mother's name is Jude, right. and thinks she has powers. Yeah. What powers was he referring no, to? I don't know. You know, like, <laughs> all, mother, all mothers have those powers. Yeah, exactly. Like, the power yeah. of, you know, it's time for bed. Yeah. No, the power of, all mothers have that feeling of, um, that sense of, you know, when their child is, has a cold mm-hmm. or wants something or whatever. If okay, he would ever think he was, he's dreaming about a chocolate bar the next morning, he'd probably give you a chocolate bar mm-hmm. under the pillow. Mm-hmm. Right. Or if it was a special thing. Mothers always know when their children are mm-hmm. not feeling well. Yes. Or, even as they, of course, they get older. I mean, when my son gets a cold, I see him standing beside my bed saying, Jude, I'm cold. Mm-hmm. 
you know? Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful connection. Mm. That's the special power. Special. So those are powers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you had your first child. Yes. And you've referred to uh, joining uh, the nursing service. Yes. Um, and I'm curious uh, because there was... You you've witnessed several different eras. Um, Absolutely. Through through your careers, through um, absolutely your life. Absolutely. And I'm curious to know, being a woman in um, so you started working probably in the sixties. Yes. Um, how I started chasing rock and roll bands in the sixties. Ooh, I want to hear about that. that. Everybody (laughs) did, didn't they? But I want to hear about what was it like to be a woman woman. in the sixties. Well, there it is. Um. I know that there were always things over here mm-hmm. where she's she's too thin, her hair is too red. Um, she's a single mother. Mm. She's this. She's not this. She doesn't have a degree. She, I know there were all these things, and I think a lot of some of it even came. I mean, amicably, I divorced with my husband. I I think I adored him. Mm-hmm. I absolutely did. Mm-hmm. But we were so terribly different. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. It's like, I love people, and he didn't want dinner parties. Let's just mm-hmm. put it that way. Right. And my joke was, he couldn't dance, you know? <laughs> so that's where I left him. But he'd Pretty always say to me, when are you, gonna, when are you ever going to OD on people? I always loved people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't care what they thought mm-hmm. or what they even said to me. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there was so much prep. There was so much 60s, 70s, women burning their bras. Mm. I just think of all I have seen. Mm. And, you know, fighting. I would see it when I got, and why I bring up the, the nursing service so much is because that was the most recent. And there I saw all the years accumulated in this sector of people who were now aging, mm. who carried all those things with them as well as me. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, that, that in every other country, or in most other countries, aging is revered. Mm-hmm. And somehow in North America, it's like, yeah. after, and you said to me, I think, something about when you're 45, mm-hmm. you're supposed to, or 50, yeah. we're supposed to become redundant. Even, like, you know, whether even, you're a model, an actress, but even in a corporate world. For, for sure. If you're a woman in your 50s for looking sure. for a job, oh, no. absolutely, they'll pass you up absolutely. in favor of the 20-year-olds. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I never... And I don't think it's luck, but I never was in a situation where some women are, where women say they had no way out, where they couldn't mm-hmm. say no. Yeah. I've never been in that sort of a situation. Right. So I can't relate to it when I hear, when I see about it, mm-hmm. when I see it, I understand it. Mm-hmm. But I know that in my case, I always could say no, mm-hmm. right? And I always made sure that I knew self-defense and knew enough that I could get myself out of anything. So you never really bothered with the rules. You just, if you wanted to do something, you made it happen. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. So I want to hear about the rock and roll bands. Well, well, that's just a little bit of of nonsense. I wanted to really learn to play uh, bass guitar really well. And so there were an awful lot of bass players that I chased. How old were you at that time? Well, I would be like, um, my children were little. So it was like in my 20s, you know. And that's when it was happening. And, And... my when I look back at it now, I think my generation knew all about everything mm-hmm. then, just like the twenty year olds do now. Yes. And somehow or other we sold out in the eighties, didn't mm-hmm. we? Mm-hmm. In the seventies we didn't do anything. Right. Right? Seventies was sort of hit and miss. Yeah. Recovering from the sixties. Recovering from the sixties, mm-hmm. right? 
and then and then we sold out in the 80s mm, yeah. and all went all, all headed to the golden calf and forgot right. about the fact that yes the planet's in trouble mm, yes yes exactly. there's a lot we have we have to eat yeah we should eat organic yeah. we should do it shouldn't be a new thing. I so, wonder about that because there was I that wake-up call in the 60s, huh. early 70s. I and know. then it's the same with the planet. It's the same with feminism and women's rights. And then we went to sleep in the 80s oh, and the 90s. I know. I It's almost I like going back in time. And it's now we're waking up again. I know. But what happened in between? Okay. And, and now that we're waking up, you know, the young people waking up need our support. Yes. All right. Yes. The hippies... You know, yeah. the yellow submarine people yeah. have yes. to get it together. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know. You know, Buddha says life is perfect. Mm. Even in all its mm, spinning and turning and the, the goodness and the badness, the good, the bad, and the ugly, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. it's perfect. Mm -hmm. And it will eventually work itself out. Yeah, it's a cycle. But we also have to take responsibility. Mm -hmm. We have to, mm -hmm. more so than we have. You know, I remember one particular job I had where um, there were four or five other employees, and I'm really strict with myself, more so even than other people, because mm -hmm. everybody should be responsible. I'm really, I'm really hard on myself. Mm -hmm. Is it there's the Russian self-discipline heritage? I don't know, honey. It's at five. It's at five planets in Aries. Mm -hmm. But I, I tough on myself, and this one lady said, "Judith, God, you know." We're not like you, you know. You aspire to be perfect. Like we, we can barely get some. I said, no. Aren't we all godlike creatures? Mm -hmm. Should we not aspire to be the best we really can? Mm -hmm. And if we know something, why can't we talk about it? I suppose we were talking about maybe sex and lettuce or something at this meeting. And like, you know, can we not just work at these things mm -hmm. and get these? Why can't we change these things, you know? And, you know, there's all those expressions. You can't fight City Hall. You can't. Mm. Well, no, you can't. Yes, you can. No, you can't. Mm. But most people play by the rules, or a lot of people play by the rules. Well, I, I, those rules have got to change. Mm -hmm. The way we think has to change, mm -hmm. doesn't it? Yes. yes. And our language has to change. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, I joke about it that human beings need a new app. So Steve Jobs, if you're listening up there, right? We need a new app, and for God's sake, get a better download. Get that, get that download fixed. Get that download fixed so that, you know, the planet can the relax. Planet. Mm -hmm. yeah. don't, don't make greed. Don't make greed the priority. Mm -hmm. Don't make another 12 cars yeah. or another, look at my Mercedes or look at my, yeah. like, what is it? Why haven't we learned? Yeah. And that's, I think, what happened in the 80s and the 90s was right. that right. race to capitalism sure. and materialism. I know. I thought we were all going to end up in, you know, yellow, yellow painted buses, right? right. Mm -hmm. I mean, and yeah, now we have Burning Man, mm -hmm. but they've made that into something that's almost not. Burning right. Man was great when it started. And now what's happened to, what's mm -hmm. happened again? Yeah. We've allowed it to. Why do we do this? Mm -hmm. mm. Is there not, you know, are there not 12 people like Steve Jobs who will stand up and say, this is wrong and let's get it fixed? Right. There must be. Mm -hmm. What, well, the your voice is contributing? I don't know. To I making like that it. change? Do you know, darling, I would like it to. Mm -hmm. Everybody, every time anyone says to me, oh, Judith, I can't, I'll say to them, wear that, it looks great. Yeah. They go, oh, Judith, I can't. Mm -hmm. I go, yes, you can. Mm -hmm. 
You know, like the little red engine. What was that storybook? You yes. Know, the little red engine that could. Little train that yes, could. I can. Yeah. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Yeah. Can you make sense? I never let my children think, oh, I can't do that. Or no, mm. I'm not good enough. Yeah. No. When something's presented to us, no matter how we do it, even if we fail, mm-hmm. it is better to try than to say, no, I won't do it or mm-hmm. I can't do it. We should never say, no, I can't. Yes. My mother, again, said, always say yes to life. Mm-hmm. If you decide it's not right for you, then okay, mm-hmm. then turn it around. But you always say yes to life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? I had a little friend whose mother wouldn't let her go swimming, wouldn't let her go skating, wouldn't let her do it. Because her mother was afraid mm-hmm. something would happen to you. If you live your life in fear, mm-hmm. you don't have a life. Yes. Yes. Because it's here one minute and it's gone. Mm-hmm. It's as magic as that. Mm-hmm. You have, as someone really wise said, you have to feel the fear and do it anyway. That's right. Take the risk. And actually, the hardest thing we do is the thing that makes us feel the best. Yes, yes. Because fear mm-hmm. itself, the fear of fear can cripple you. Yes. It mm-hmm. will prevent you, it will make you ill. Mm-hmm. It will make you physically ill. Mm-hmm. I have friends that, that will allow that depression or whatever it is to come into their lives. And these are like bright, talented, artistic. How many artistic people have taken their own life? Yes. Because they could not see light. No, and because they feel a lot. That's right. Those feelings were tough to deal with. That's right. And because they realize that the rest of the world doesn't feel that same Mm -hmm. same thing. And then we learn as we go through our life that here we are, each one of us, in our own tiny little vortex, Mm -hmm. right? Really. Mm -hmm. We come in alone, we leave alone. Yes. Right. And to go back, we didn't finish the rock and roll bands. I know, you must <laughs> tell that, I want to hear that anecdote. Well, so you wanted um, to learn guitar? Yes, and I, do you know what? And I, and I did learn a, a bit of bass guitar, mm-hmm. and I am thinking that I might. Because here we have, again, the men, right? Mm-hmm. The Rolling Stones, all, I call it geezer rock. Yes, yes, okay? yes, yes All these old guys still doing all this. Yeah, yeah. For the it's money true. or whatever. Where, where and are where the, are the women? The groups of women. Because I said to myself, there's fantastic had women I stayed, if I stayed, if I would have stayed playing bass, yeah. I would have, I'd still be staying. I'd still be there. I could see that. So I absolutely think that maybe this summer, and I had a young man, I had a young man from a rock group now, present, mm-hmm. I was in their video not so long ago, and he said to me, hey Judith, I might have an extra bass guitar around, I'll let you have to play on. I said, wonderful. So, you must never stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Never stop. Yeah, there's no reason. And from those rock and roll bands at that time, I mean, imagine California Jam, mm-hmm. 350,000 people in a field in California, let's say with a group called Black Oak, Arkansas, and they were my favorites. Okay. Two lead guitar players, mm-hmm. right? Jim Dandy, who's still rocking it now, mm-hmm. right? Still, I, I talked to him not so long ago. Okay. And and, he was, and but we, we couldn't reproduce that now. Mm. And when I think, there's a sadness in my heart because, right. yes, times have changed completely. Mm-hmm. But if we just sit and watch ourselves having, a, or take pictures of ourselves having a good time, mm-hmm. instead of really yes, having a good living time. living and just experiencing it, not just taking pictures for the ground. It's nothing. Mm. Yeah. It's nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we do not understand something unless we experience it. Yes. No matter how much we say, oh, I know, oh, I know. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. You cannot walk in anybody else's shoes. Mm-hmm. 
So get out there and experience mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. That's so true. <laughs> that is really good advice. I also want to know, so you've talked about um, doing yoga. Yes. Twice a day, every day. Yes. Um, when I hop out of bed, usually I hop out of bed at five mm-hmm. and do about 15 or 20 minutes, even if it's a little stretchy, yeah. even if I don't feel good, yeah. whatever, I do it. Mm-hmm. Because the body has to know that it has to get going. Yes. I'm in charge. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I meaning me. Okay. So I'm the soul. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, body, mm-hmm. you have to move. I think bodies can be weak, sniveling things. Feed me, yes. feed me. I'm tired. Yes. I'm tired. Oh, shut up, body. We're doing this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you would be surprised. And I saw that with the aged. You would be surprised how a little bit of motivation mm. and a little bit of love. Mm-hmm. And that's partly what it is. There's not enough love in this world. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's from one person to another or one career to another, mm. there's not enough love. And sometimes even with ourselves. And, that, and that's the big one. Mm. Don't you see it now? Everybody's saying, you know, um, love yourself. Yes. Love yourself. Yes, self-care, self-love. So, mm-hmm. And I thought, I always thought everybody did. Right. You know, because I wasn't running around checking on everybody else because mm-hmm. I wasn't in, I wasn't in a um, category of, like, I wasn't a model. I wasn't ever going to be a model. I thought it was too shallow. And mm. when people used to say, oh, God, Judith, you should model. I go, oh, for God's sake. I mean, you know, I'm not six feet tall. And I no, it's too shallow. Mm-hmm. Well. When, but when you're almost, you know, when you're in your 70s and, and something comes along, you say, well, maybe I'll just skip the shallow and go for the check. You know, like, this is lovely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a good way to look at it. Everything, everything happens the way it should. Mm-hmm. I wasn't ready to model until I was 72. That's okay. probably what it is, yeah. yeah. You had to wait for life that's to bring right. you here. Mm-hmm. That's right. So that's back to that stay dressed and stay ready because you never know mm. what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But you also have to be ready to embrace the opportunity when it comes. There it is. There it is. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to self-love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, you can't love anybody else. Unless you love yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Isn't that where it starts? Yes. yes. So, and I suppose it starts with our parents. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's where it starts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that shouldn't have to be a course at university. No. It's a natural, yeah. it's a natural thing. But then Each again, child. maybe it should be or then, a course. And now, and now the way we are. Because a lot of people be. forget or don't that's know right. about it. Maybe don't now about it. it should be. Mm-hmm. Because now at least things are being talked about. Yeah. Yes. Nothing, there are no more jams. Nobody can put up any more barriers. Yes. Right? Mm. It's all being spoken about Mm -hmm. somewhere on some level. Mm -hmm. And that's the magic of this time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is that everybody's story, how huge or little or whatever, everybody's story, and each one has it, Mm -hmm. can be told. Mm -hmm. And when looking around you, because I think you've always lived a certain way all your life, so it didn't matter that it was 1965 or 1975 or 2005. And I didn't care about, you know, some people say, well, you wear this, that's, oh, that's the 1970s. I go, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It never goes out of style. Yes. Never. Yeah. Don't trend it and drop it in the gutter for another 20 years so you can sell more. For Christ's sake, yeah. it's there. It's also just It's always there. And it's also just a piece of fabric. That's right. And it... Really doesn't it, matter, right? <laughs> and it really doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. Try to my one of my best expressions is try to imagine how much I care. Mm-hmm. When someone starts playing this, no, Judith, you should do that. I go, oh, please. 
It's, it's actually a very good motto to live by. Mm. Try to imagine how much I mm-hmm. Um, And if we, so if you think of, and again, maybe not yourself specific, specifically because you've never followed the rules, but for women now, what's the difference? Are there more opportunities? Is it more difficult? What has changed? Do you know, there are more opportunities, and that's a blessing. Mm-hmm. Because you can see it. It's finding you new. Mm-hmm. But it's also, again, really difficult. Because women have always thought, right, we're, let's go back to the 60s when, when women started to burn their bras and mm-hmm. do whatever. And, and, you know, men that, oh, God, I don't have to open the door for whatever. Yes. I love being female. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I still open the door for other people. But yes. I love being female. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's something to it. So if you're saying that that I want to become like a man, like when women say this whole mm. no, 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 that's not mm-hmm. that's not where we are. We don't need that kind of energy. Women are in control. Mm-hmm. Men just put on a shirt and show up, and you know that. Yes, and that's always been the case. And it's always no matter been. what society tries to tell us. And I don't think that's going to change. Mm-hmm. I think right now men are terribly confused by what's going yes. on. I think, yes. I think they're feeling like, oh my God, I might as well hang up the boxer shorts. Right. You know, like, they're really confused. Mm-hmm. They're simple creatures. Mm-hmm. Men are. Women mm-hmm. are so complicated because mm-hmm. they give birth. Right. It's really true. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, think of it. A woman, a mother, she works a day job. She mm-hmm. has children, a home, or mm-hmm. whatever. And the husband usually puts on a shirt and shows up. Mm-hmm. Now, I had a father that washed the kitchen floor, mm-hmm. that when his wife wasn't well, he did the cooking. So That's I fantastic. had that sort of, mm, mm-hmm. from Different my father. Mm-hmm. So I didn't think so much of, you know, like when I had my first baby, I expected his father to participate. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have the same kinds of things going right. on. Right. But I realized very much that women have always taken responsibility. Mm-hmm. And because they have, men don't know how. Mm. Right? Yes. They don't they, know their position in they've life. They've never had to step up. And now mm-hmm. they really don't know it mm-hmm. because they, they're, they're kind of afraid mm-hmm. that everything they do, they put their hand on you that you're going to sue them. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything has been, everything's been taken to the wildest extreme, hasn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. So, yes, it's a better time for women, but it's also a difficult mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a complicated time. It's complicated. Mm-hmm. Everything's complicated. Mm-hmm. Yes. Families aren't the same. Nothing is the same. Mm-hmm. We can only love change. I think change is good for us. Mm. I don't think we should, like, go out of our minds to try and change everything. Mm-hmm. There's lots of things that we shouldn't change. There's wonderful things in life, like some of the old-fashioned sayings or some of the old-fashioned recipes or mm. some of the old-fashioned... And we, I shouldn't even maybe call it old-fashioned. You know, when I'm thinking back, I'm thinking back 60 years mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Is there something that you wish women would do more of? Dress up. Okay. Mm-hmm. You see, I grew up watching women in hats and gloves, and there was a there was a discipline. There's a discipline to dressing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. There's a sensibility. There's an eroticism, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. To being feminine. Mm-hmm. And we've taken something as wonderful as that 
and turned it into pornography. Right, yes. Which has just become a vulgar expression of nothingness. Yes. There's nothing happening there. And then we get confused and then, along the and way. Then someone, and then young people are exposed to that, and yeah. they go, well, that's crap, isn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Mm. So I wish somehow we could, as women, because we know it, it's in our hearts, mm-hmm. could bring back some of that glamour mm. and femininity, mm-hmm. that desire to be disciplined. Mm-hmm. 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 So that when you sat there with your leg crossed and said no, it meant no. Right. It makes me think of, I was listening to an interview recently, and someone was talking about Alfred Hitchcock oh. and Marilyn Monroe, right. because he cast a lot of famous blonde actresses, and he loved a cool blonde, right? right. That, those were the women yeah, in his movies. He never cast Marilyn Monroe, and when someone asked him why in an interview, he said, because she has sex written all over her face. Yeah. But then the interview was listening to, the rationale was... Or the explanation was, but that wasn't her call. That's what men projected onto her. And that was Hitchcock's projection of what she was. That's true. So it's interesting what you say, because she represented that elegance, that, that eroticism. That's right. That, you know, sensual elegance. And we took it and made it something exactly. different. Exactly. She was a simple, sweet girl. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. Caught in that world. Yes. And, and I think that's and what was so difficult for her. And then, and then somewhere along the line, she was lost. Yeah. She yeah. didn't know what to believe. Yes. She was just being herself. Mm-hmm. And they had branded her with all this. So they then she started. So mm-hmm. then all she knew, because when you watch her movies, mm-hmm. she was a lovely little actress. She was. And, and very sweet and, and innocent. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. naive. Mm-hmm. Not just innocent, but naive. Right, right. That was probably part right. of the downfall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you see her come to that terrible end mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and know that it shouldn't have happened mm-hmm. in a real world mm-hmm. where there was understanding and kindness. She should have been protected by those, by those directors. Right. She should have been protected and not used. Yes. And I think, unfortunately, those generations of women actresses Absolutely. who did not benefit from right. any type That's of protection. Right. Do you know this, this nomination mm-hmm. to CAFA? And, and someone saying to me, we haven't had anybody over 32 in this category. <laughs> I want to say, if anything, this, if this can help open a door, mm-hmm. that the 20-year-old models or 30-year-old models can say, gee, if she can still do it, I'll still be all right when I'm 60. Yes. Or, or now we have models who have quit, mm-hmm. retired for 20 years, and now they're coming back. Mm-hmm. It should be that way. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I remember what changed for me is the iconic Celine ad campaign with John Didion yes. wearing the glasses. Yes. And oh, I, I love Didion. Oh. When that came out, oh my God. That was the marker for change. Absolutely. In the fashion industry, Absolutely. in advertising, Absolutely. in media. Absolutely. Because we had this iconic woman, gray Absolutely. hair, older, yes. wrinkles showing, yes. her age showing. That's it. And that was one of the best ad campaigns that Celine right. ever put out. And Phoebe Philo you know, was behind that. Do you know the, the thing, too, about my mother would say, you know, that if the lines on your face mean that you've lived. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, I agree with that. Right. And that makes me want to... Trees are beautiful because look at them. Yes, look at, we see look their at age. how long they've lived. Mm-hmm. And when, when a 20-year-old says age is just a number, mm-hmm. you can say, okay, all right, it is when you're 20. When you're 75, <laughs> when 
it's a it's a big it's own it's a number, but yeah. it's a big number. Yeah, it's a wonderful number because as I they they say and this was came from a doctor that the body reaches a certain point when you're around sixty from from exercise from all the things you've done and it starts to show its signs of wear mm-hmm. between sixty and seventy. They say if you get to seventy and you're relatively healthy, it's icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. So if you get there. It's so wonderful to be able to say, gee, I made it. I made it through all the, the good, the bad, and the mm-hmm. ugly. I made it to a point where I can look back and say, oh, I'm happy with my life. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. That life is a blessing mm-hmm. and it's magic. Mm-hmm. And every breath we take is important. Mm-hmm. I mean, the simple thing is a baby comes into this world. We automatically love it. Mm-hmm. What happens? What happens? That that sweet and innocent creature picks up the download that's all mm. wrong. Steve Jobs, get the download changed. <laughs> For God's sake, let's change the download. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is such. We were given heaven, mm-hmm. and somehow we've turned it upside down. Mm-hmm. That's true. And I think a lot of people realize that too late. And that's what happens. I've held the hand mm-hmm. of many person, many, many people passing. And all they've all said, never, never regret anything. Mm-hmm. If you want to do something, try. Yes. No matter how hard mm-hmm. or stupid you think it might be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because life is short. Life is short. One minute you're a teenager, the next minute you're a great-grandmother. Mm-hmm. And now that you are in your 70s, is there something that you wish you had done differently at one point, now that you know? I don't. I can honestly say that. Mm-hmm. I don't. Because everything, every mistake I made, and we all make, oof, yeah. you yes. take one step off the path and they throw you in the ditch, right? Okay, babe? <laughs> you're out of the, you're out of, you're on a corner line here, okay, babe? Go. <laughs> Jude, no, you're not doing that. And then, like, sometimes you make a mistake and it takes almost a lifetime to get it fixed, yes. right? Mm-hmm. But every mistake along the way, all the things that I've learned, mm-hmm. And I look back and I go, no, because it got me to here. It got me to meet you. It got me, it got me to CAFA, which is, yeah. which, is, which is Main Street, Canada. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. And I am so not Main Street. So look how magical my mm-hmm. life has been. Well, that, and that's the magic of life. No, no regrets. Mm-hmm. No regrets. Mm-hmm. That wonderful French song, right? Mm-hmm. Edith Pia. Yes. No regrets. Yes. Yes. Love it. Love it. Yeah. My mother used to say, no matter how hard life is, I love it to death. Mm. And I never knew. Why, she, why, she, why does Isabel always say that? Now I understand. You have to love every breath. I love it to death. Mm. We're here and we're gone. Mm. Your mother sounds like she was very oh. wise. Oh, And wonderful. very ahead of her time. My father For also. a woman from that generation. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Do you know what was behind that? Was it something well, in her all right. Upbringing? I didn't find out till I was 60 mm-hmm. that my parents had to get married. Okay. And that's why the Catholic Mary, the Jew, I used to go around saying, well, how did this happen? In 1931 or whatever it was, right. like, what, was the war causing problems? Like, how did the Jew and the Catholic get together? Mm-hmm. It was because she was pregnant. So, what do you call those, a shotgun wedding? I know. But what? And in those days, but people didn't talk about anything. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. And no one told me this. An aunt on my father's side, the last aunt to go, 
waited to see me to tell me that it was a shotgun wedding. Mm. Nobody said anything. Mm-hmm. But both my parents were from, came from a place of complete faith. Mm. You know? When my father had, um, had land and he'd have other people farm it, he didn't believe in insurance. He said it was for cowards. Mm-hmm. They had complete faith that we were all here. It's like a gift. Mm-hmm. It's a gift from God that we're here. Right? Mm-hmm. And that every religion is really the same. Yes. We all, we all. And they had this wonderful, that they passed on. Mm-hmm. We believe in the magic. Too. That's right. Mm. Well, you were very lucky. You are very lucky, too. It was, like that. it was, um, I think it was wonderful. Mm. It's been wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's been wonderful to be on a, this is my first podcast. Look at that. <laughs> and I'm honored oh, and so oh proud God, to be your first no, podcast. And now I'm and not the last one. <laughs> and now I've, I've entered the world of podcasts. Yes, yes. It took me a while when, when I started um, going for auditions and doing whatever. And I thought, oh, God, do I want to do this? Mm-hmm. I don't. Maybe I don't. And I'd whine and, and, and whine, I'd say to my, my agents are the most wonderful people mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. I said to them, I'm a diamond in the rough. Like, this is not going to work. Going to work. But I've learned so much in this three years. Mm-hmm. This last year with them has been just wonderful. Mm-hmm. Just wonderful. If I do win Kava, they're the first people I have to thank. Mm-hmm. Because they had faith in me when I didn't even know what I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they opened that door for you. They right? opened the door and said, yes, you can do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there a book that, or it might be a movie in your case, is there a book that you find yourself going back to, something that marked your life or inspired you? It was, I, th- I think, anything. The teachings of Lao Tzu. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think that's where... Um, all the Catholicism and, and Hebrew school or whatever went mm-hmm. on in my life mm-hmm. came into Buddhism mm-hmm. at maybe the age of 22, 22. So Eastern philosophy. Yeah. I think that's where I, well, I always go back. Mm-hmm. Or Khalil Gibran. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. All, those, all those magical. Mm-hmm. Right? But then I also go back because my mother handed me um, handed me uh, you know, the, the classics when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Like I was, you know, reading Bronte when I was a teenager when everybody else was reading, you know, True Love, Conver- Confessions okay. of True Love or yes. whatever magazines that were out there, right? We're talking the 50s. Mm-hmm. And my mother made sure that she instilled um, a love of art mm-hmm. and, and drama and literature, mm-hmm. right? My father read, my father taught himself seven languages. Wow. Because he also was a barber. Oh. And he wanted to be able to talk to everybody. Well, he came nice. into the shop and he mm-hmm. said, he said, you don't know someone unless you learn their language. Mm. And he said, in his heart, he was, he was very close to indigenous people. Okay. And um, the indigenous, an indigenous chief said to him at one time, the child, maybe me, has an Apache soul. Hmm. Um, but my father felt that it was just important that we, you know, that we're, we're all the same. Mm-hmm. We're all the same. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Now, it's interesting. I, I kind of thought that until we learn an Indigenous language in this country, mm. until our, our next Prime Minister, mm. our next woman Prime Minister, mm -hmm. can talk to, to, a, to an Indigenous chief yes. in his language, yes. then we're stepping forward. Yes, I think we have a lot to do. Someone has to learn how to say, I am sorry. Yes. Yes. I am sorry. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a wonderful country, mm. but we have to grow up. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to make it strong. Mm -hmm. We have to make it so that our artists do not have to go to Rome and then come back. Our friends, and Canada says, oh, she's Canadian. Yes. No, that's over. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is over. Mm -hmm. We can't do it anymore. We have a wonderful country. We have to be proud of it. We can't be all so ran. Yes. Right? Yes. In every other country, you ask them where they're from, they say they're whatever, whatever. In Canada, yeah. they give you their nationality, but then they say they're Canadian. And then, no, they pretend so they're American for a while. There long we time. go, and then they pretend they're American <laughs> for a while. I've had people at auditions say, You must be American. I go, No. They go, Oh, come on. You must be American. Mm -hmm. You know, you're so, you're so confident. You're so, mm -hmm. I go, Come on. Come on, Kat. Mm. Yeah, we It all goes word. back to the to the anthem, doesn't it? Where they say our home and native land. Mm. Well, yes, it is native land. Mm. So once you realize that, let's get yes. on yes. and let's make this country into something as grand as it should be. Mm. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, I think that's true. You know, mm. make us make us proud. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's something Kaffa can do. Yes, Kaffa, take the reins on this. Make mm. us proud. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a generation of Canadian actresses. I'm thinking of Sandra Oh. Yes. Who I saw there, yes. The Governor General of yes. recently. She was on Saturday Night Live and yes. wore the CBC t-shirt proudly. Yes. You know, yes. with the old logo. Come on. I think there's... And do I think know, women are leading the you know, in, in the fashion business, I mean, all the young models um, start out by thinking, oh, great, I got a call from Berlin. I'm going there for a shoot. I can proudly say, I've had calls from Europe and they've said, Meet me in Berlin. I go, come to Toronto. <laughs> come to Toronto. Did they? No, but one is, I, there's a rumor mm -hmm. that there's someone coming this summer. Oh. But it should be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's no it reason that we Canada have doesn't Great own... studios. We yeah. have wonderful photographers. We have the yeah. best photographers. Also, good exchange rate Absolutely. for anyone coming to shoot here. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I think you're very much part of. The generation making that change happen. I think I'm too about Canadian, aren't I? Yes. And I yes, never and say I like it. it. <laughs> and I never say I'm sorry. When I bump into someone, I oh, say, yeah. excuse me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? I, use, I think sometimes, here's a whole country saying I'm sorry. The universe looks down and says, well, for Christ's sake, they're never going to get anywhere, are mm -hmm. they? That's right? true. That's okay. True. Yeah. All right. So now, so now we're in the NBA. Can we, like, can we take this? Yes. Can we take this far? Yes. Yes, and and learn how to win and learn how to lose. Yes, don't yes, just right. all become a fan when you're winning. Yes, yes, be as right. passionate when you're losing. As just when you're get in there. Mm -hmm. Come on, Canada, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> Grow up. Well, it'll be interesting because on Thursday night it's also first game of the NBA finals well, and our Raptors. Well, will look be at that. So we're gonna have that energy outside, yes. mm -hmm. outside the hotel. Mm -hmm. Well, could it not be wonderful? I mean, honestly, 
if I if my name gets called, I'll pass right out. Mm-hmm. I've already said to my agent, for God's sake, <laughs> for God's sake, they're not. So, but if they do, you go get it, Maddie. <laughs> he said, you better write a speech. I said, I can't write a speech. And Judith, I think we want to see you on stage. If you do win, I will be taking your hand and bringing you on stage if I have to. We want to see you up there. That's really lovely. It well, brings a tear to my eye because it goes, it's such a wonderful thing to go against the grain. You know, when you cut, when you're sewing something and you can cut the grain mm-hmm. and make it work. Mm-hmm. It's so wonderful because you prove to yourself that, you know, it's not all, mm-hmm. and it's not easy. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of, someone said in a magazine not long ago, she comes from hard work, what was it? Hard work, um, stiletto heels, and and whatever else, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, coming out of un, unapologetic. Um, exactly. Unapologetic. Mm-hmm. Here I am. Mm-hmm. Take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. I don't care. What a great pair of heels. And if make sure a wonderful hat. And a wonder, what a wonderful hat once in a while. And a wonderful woman on a podcast. You. Well, I'm honored to have you on your first podcast oh ever, my God. I'm and so I know happy. it won't be the last one, and I think well, you are it's... extremely inspiring for women of every age. Thank you so much. And it's, I'm very happy to have met you. You it's, are it's a, a special human being. It's a blessing. It was truly a gift to meet with Judith today, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode as well. If you did, please subscribe, rate, and review. And please stay tuned for our next CAFA-focused episode coming out this week. Thank you so much for listening.